What was that sauce on that pork bun? I don't know, but I licked it off my plate. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Liz Johnson. And I'm Megan McCaffrey. And we're doing the Low Hud Foodcast, where we tell compelling stories about delicious food in Rockland, Westchester, and Putnam counties in New York State. And today, you can hear the plates being set down as we're about to indulge in our Veggie Don rice bowl at Rockin' Ramen in New Rochelle. And I ordered a large, and it is seriously large. This is such a huge portion of food. It looks delicious, and the large is only 10 bucks. Look how much food that is. It's so great. Yeah. Well... We have a lot to cover in this um, episode, including um, something about we have to find out what's in that sauce. Yeah, sriracha, sriracha deliciousness. Mm-hmm. It, that's a, that's the technical term. So, is that in um, is that in Larousse? I think it might be. Yeah. Well, I'm a professional food writer, so when we just say deliciousness, and then you know what it means. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to have um, Wayne Carrington, the owner of Rock and Ramen. We're going to have him on our podcast today. <laughs> we are also going to be talking about a new restaurant in Nyack called 65 on Main. And our new Nyack food crawl. The Lowhead food crawl is going to Nyack, people. Uh, and we're also going to have a special guest this week. Her name is Tanya Savayan, and she is our Lowhud food photographer extraordinaire. Yeah, everybody might recognize her name from our uh, wonderful food photo captions, and especially she just shot all these photos for the Nyack Food Crawl, and she's just got away with the food dishes. She really does. <laughs> and last but not least, we have a little bit of a peach crisis on our hands, don't we, Megan? It's a major peach pit situation. It's the pits. It's the pits. <laughs> but it's it's not funny. It's sad because there's no peaches for anyone. So we'll talk about all of that, um, and we hope you'll stay with us. I want to start with our event, the Lowhud Food Crawl in Nyack on July 13th. Yeah, so exciting. This is the second time we've done it. The last one was in Harrison and was a just crazy success. I mean, we... Smashing. We had the best time, and I I think I can speak for our group of 30 who attended that they had the best time, too. I mean, we got such good feedback, and it was a blast. It's not exactly like a food crawl as, you know, people think of like a pub crawl where you stop and you buy your drinks along the way or whatever. This is, you buy a ticket... We're going to four restaurants. You have a dish and a drink at each restaurant. And we've curated the menu with the chefs. Right. It's really more of a four-course feast with, like, a little walk in between each each course. Right, right. So, super fun. I mean, this is going to be great. So, we knew we wanted to do Rockland, and Nyack was kind of a natural fit because it's pretty walkable. All these restaurants are really close together, so... So we're, I know that we're starting at um, 8 North Broadway, and that's great because Constantine Calandreas is, um, or Calandre, I always get it wrong. I think Calandreas. Okay. Calandreas, maybe. Anyway, um, <laughs> Constantine um, was, a, was a, you know, a, a leader in our first crawl. He really helped us plan the one in Harrison where he has another restaurant, 273 Kitchen. So it was great to get him on board again for... Um, for the Nyack one. So we're going to start at his restaurant with some beautiful um, East and West Coast oyster, East and West Coast oysters um, served with some tuna tartare. 
and that is I'm excited for because I know that Constantine was kind of hankering to do oysters with the first food crawl in Harrison. But we, you know, really wanted him to do the main course. So he, he we said, okay, you can do oysters this yeah. time. You've, you've proved you've that. Yeah, you've earned it. So <laughs> I know that these are going to be really delicious. And then next, after 8 North, we're going to go to Velo Bistro Wine Bar. Oh. And the dish there is this lobster risotto with tarragon. And if you've seen our stuff on Facebook and um, I think Instagram, too, we've, we've posted this photo of the lobster risotto by Tanya Savayan, who will be a guest later on this show. She's super excited about that. Um, but this photo is so, I mean, you just want to dive into this dish. It's creamy and it's got so much lobster in it. This is a dish, Anthony um, kind of secretly opened another restaurant in New Jersey over the winter called Beachy. And um, he, in Ramsey, and he has this on his menu there. So he wanted to introduce it to some of the people going on the tour here. It's something that's kind of off menu for Velo, but yeah, it's, um, it's you know, indicative of his style. So you can really feel that. Oh, yeah. It looks so good. And then after that, we're going to go to Wasabi, which um, Chef Doug Nguyen is going to do an entree portion, which I think is kind of fun. And we're not going to do sushi because, it, you know, we really want to play with, get something creative happening. So he's going to do this Hudson Valley duck with a scallion pancake. And I am so excited to try that. It looks so good. And then we can't go to Nyack without stopping for a sweet. So we're going to wind up our evening at Patisserie Didier Dumas. Yes, and he's going to do an assortment of French pastries for us, which, I mean, how do you, how do you walk away from that? He's got the <laughs> royal chocolate cake with the crunchies in it. That thing is my favorite. He's definitely one of the best pastry chefs in our area, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that you would agree. Um, but And he was on board right away, and he was like, okay, well, I'm going to do a little bit of everything. I really want people to try all these different things. We were like, oh, great, even better. Yeah, so good. So um, that's four courses and four drinks. I think he's going to pair that with some port, yes. too. Um, and how much- he just got a he just got a liquor license for wine and beer because he's opening his new restaurant, um, you know, a bistro on the side with um, some classic French dishes, and and so that'll be really cool. It'll be some people who go along on the tour will be among the first to get to see the new addition. Yeah, and, and you and I poked in there, and it's it's so cute, and it's just you know he pushed out the wall from the side of his his bakery, and he's got a few tables and these taps, and it's really lovely. It's, so we're so the tickets are eighty five dollars and I think it's a bargain, and um, it starts at six thirty on Wednesday, July thirteenth, um, and you can get tickets uh, um, at Lohud. Actually, it's tickets.lohud.com, um, but we have um, there's you can also just find it at lohud.com/food. Yeah, or Facebook. Yeah. Our Facebook page. If you if you like Lohud food on Facebook, we'll be sharing it regularly until the tickets are sold out. Yep, and get your tickets soon because it will sell yeah. out. One more little thing I wanted to mention um, about Nyack is we got a sneak peek of a really interesting new place coming to uh, the old Baumgarts um, down across the street from Odie's at the bottom of Main Street. Yeah, across from Odie's is this uh, really, really large space. I'm not sure of the square footage, but... And I was actually never in the previous Baumgart's restaurant, so I, I had no frame of reference except for that you walk in and this space is completely breathtaking. It's so stylish. This is, it's called 65 on Main. Yep. And it's going to be, you, you think, it's, it's going to be a music venue with great food. Yes. And emphasis, I mean, on great. Like, we, you and I were trying to do a tasting with the chef, and the food was so good. And then we ended up 
talking to Eric Lawrence, who many people will know is a, a very well-known musician in the area. He played with Lee Von Helm for years and Bob Dylan and Elvis Costello and all these people. He's going to be booking the talent, um, right. and it's going to. He, he basically told us he's going to be calling up his friends. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, are you going to play too? Because I want to see yeah. you play." <laughs> he said yes. Yeah. So uh, let's take a listen to how he's describing uh, what the what the scene is that's going to be there. Between the owners and the management here is that we're going to create a world class music club that has great food, but inexpensive small plates in the $10 range. So, we, you know, when we say upscale, we don't necessarily mean that you're going to come in here and, you know, spend two, $300 on a couple, you know. Um, you don't have to do that, but you're going to get, you know, great for, for your money and for your time and for your efforts to come out. We want you to keep coming back. We're going to have live music on Tuesdays through Saturdays and also Sunday brunch. Um, and uh, we're going to have a formatted... Uh, formatted schedule, you know, so that you always know you're going to see blues. If you come on Thursday night, you can see jazz if you come Tuesday. World music on Wednesday. The owners are the same owners as Brick House, and if you've ever been to Brick House, you can kind of feel the vibe from that. Um, Don Hirschko, who's one of the owners, did the interior design um, at at Brick House, and she's doing it here, too. And we got a chance to talk to Jim Gattuso, who's the manager there, and he kind of gave us a, a walkthrough of what it's going to be, you know, the bar, the food, um, and, the, and the vibe. Um, you know, this is going to be a very lively, exciting bar to come to. Uh, we expect um, and we'll have, you know, a great wine list uh, as well as, um, you know, all the top scotches and vodkas and bourbons um, that you could think of uh, and, you know, beer from around the world. But... The rooms themselves, uh, when you walk into the main dining room where the actual live entertainment will be, it's a very farm-to-table look. She does a real nice Brooklyn type of style with the woods and the concretes and the, and the metals. Um, uh, it's very unique. But we have two side rooms, one being what's called the library. Uh, we plan on doing a lot of special events in this room. Um, it can be booked for you know, wedding rehearsals, uh, uh, bridal showers, birthday parties, um, anything they want for lunch or dinner, even though we're just going to build for dinner. And then we have the, uh, the, the cave room, which is um, mainly made out of stone and uh, next to the main room, and also can, you can see the entertainment from that room as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very unique. And then the outside patio as well. It sounds so cool. Are, I mean, you must be so excited. It's so close to, to home. I know. And then here's this other really cool thing is they... Um, they are going to do, I've, I don't know if you've seen these places in L.A. and Austin where, like, and, you know, some of the southern places in the, in the U.S., probably Miami, they have, like, an entire, um, the entire wall is covered in foliage, and, and, and then there's, like, torches as light fixtures, and that's what they say they're going to do. It's going to bring, bring such curb appeal to Nyack. Yeah, it's pretty edgy. I mean, you've got this huge space, you've got patio seats, you've got all these different rooms, you've got this stunning bar and these Moroccan lights, and it's really like nothing else in the area, for, for sure. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, I've convinced our photographer, Tanya Savayan, to sit with me and tell me some of the her favorite spots for a quick lunch in the Lower Hudson Valley, because... If you don't know, the life of a low-hood photographer is often on the road. They travel all over Westchester, Putnam, and Rockland, and they kind of have to find these places that are quick and cheap and, you know, ideally healthy. So, Tanya, what's going on? 
Tanya's so nervous right now. She's used to being behind the cam- the behind the camera. So, okay. Okay. Tell me first I want Rockland. Where do you like to stop for lunch in Rockland? I like to go to the Old World Market in Nyack. Um, it really gives me that that healthy option when I want to be healthy. Why? What do they have? Well, they have a great salad bar. It has cold food and hot food. Um, I usually get the salads, but then I like the chicken in the hot bar. It's stewed. It's it's. So- <laughs> All right. Wait. Okay. So, how much how much does lunch at Old World run you generally? Like ten bucks more or less? Um. I like to go for a lunch that costs about eight bucks. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge, but I I I usually am able to find places that. I can get the $8 lunch. All right, what about Westchester? Okay, so when I'm in New Rochelle, I love to go to Jolo's Kitchen on North Avenue. What does Jolo's have? I think they're, he's, he's entirely vegan, right? Yeah, entirely vegan. The good thing about uh, Jolo's, well, well, here's the thing. I usually eat in my car. I don't. <laughs> so I don't really have time for a sit-down lunch. So what I do when I go to Jolo's is get a green juice and a lentil patty. He has usually three or four different patties, um, tofu, uh, lentil, and veggie, which is usually spinach, but the lentil one is so good. So you're not even the first person I've heard about this lentil patty from. I've heard it's the bomb. It, it, it really is. The, the crust is amazing. It, it beats golden crust by by a quadrillion. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> All right. Golden crust has nothing on this crust. No, get out of here, golden crust. <laughs> um, yeah, and if, if sometimes they don't have it. So that's when I get the samosa. Yum, I love good samosa. All right, cool. Thank, good tips, Sonia. And I know you're running to your next photo assignment somewhere in Lowhood. Where are you going right now? I am going... To well, I'm staying in New Rochelle for um, a Pete Kramer story with um, a child chess player. He he will be competing next week nationally. So cool, local representative. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sonia. Thanks. We're at Rock and Ramen in New Rochelle with Wayne Carrington, and he has um, provided us with like a magic food item that we can't stop raving about and we want to know so you, you, you make these pork buns and you have this sauce that goes with it and it's like a sriracha mayo but there's like what's in that thing um, okay so some of the uh, some of the ingredients I can give you are Japanese mayonnaise mm. Is it the QP or the other kind? It's a Q-Pie, okay. yes. Oh, yes. the secret. Mm-hmm. The secret. The secret is that I can't tell you. <laughs> otherwise... You'll have to kill me? Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. But, um, you know, if I do that, then someone else is going to do it. And then, no. Honestly... Right, give me I'll as much honest. as you can. Okay. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm so serious. Okay. So it's the, it's the Japanese mayo, Q-Pie. And then I have a, um, a chili oil. Um, then... uh, is there some sesame in there? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Good. Keep sesame guessing. oil. Uh huh. 
Okay. And what else did you taste? Well, chili pepper. Chili, chili pepper. Chili pepper. Okay. Yes. And then, honestly, there is a key ingredient. I could. I honestly could not tell you. I want to slurp that thing up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's one of the. Uh, uh, whenever anyone comes in, the 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 buns with the sauce are the biggest thing. They're so good. With the sauce, uh, do they put it on the bun? But people like it for their rice bowls. Yeah, uh, they oh, I could see the, that. Yeah, yes, I, we might yes. have to. We'll, we'll get a. Yeah, you should put that in a squirt <laughs> bottle. So the other thing that people are raving about here yes. is the oxtail ramen. Talk to me. Okay, so the oxtail ramen, as everyone knows or don't know, I have a West Indian background, um, Trinidad, and oxtail is one of our biggest dishes. So I decided uh, when I opened Rockin' Ramen to go ahead and create an oxtail ramen. That, I can proudly say I'm the only one that does an actual oxtail ramen anywhere in the world. Don't cut that out. Anywhere. You think that's real? You think that's a real thing? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I've been told. Yes, I have been told uh, by ramen connoisseurs and an actual ramen chef. Do you think we need to get Ivan Ramen in here and taste it? Bring him one in. I know I, I know Ivan. Yes. Ivan Orkin, I meant to say Orkin. Yes, yeah, Ivan Orkin, Ivan Slurp. Yes, yes, yes. He actually, he was someone that I uh, went to when I was opening the shop. Oh, cool, that's great. Yeah. He lives in Westchester, did you know that? Raised in Westchester, yeah. yes. Oh, I know his whole backstory, read his book, great guy. Yeah, great, great book guy. too. Yes, excellent. All right, so tell me about your soup. Okay, so the oxtail soup. Um, if, if you don't know, we did win Best of Westchester. Best ramen bowl in Westchester County for the oxtail ramen. Um, it's an award-winning bowl. It is an award-winning bowl. Yes, it is. Who would have? Who would have thunk? Um, so it's. Uh, it, it, I, I, I. What I do? I boil down my oxtail, braise it. Um, I do upwards anywhere from as little as thirty to as high as fifty pounds. Um, come July twenty-seventh, I'm about to do close to 300 pounds because I'm cooking for 1,500 for the Best of Westchester event. Um, but in that, I, I, um, I use a lot of my native spices. Uh, I use five different curries from around the world. Um, I use an Indian curry, African curry, Chinese curry, um, Japanese curry, and of course, a West Indian Trinidadian curry and a Jamaican curry. With that, I add some other very unique spices that gives it a unique and, and uh, different flavor. From you don't have to tell me all of them, but just give me a couple. Um, so I use, um, I use a Chinese five spice. Um, I use an oxtail blend of spices, um, garlic, chili powder, fresh ginger, um, uh, fresh... Uh, it sounds like almost like a pho. No. No, I haven't had it, so I don't know. No, okay. you're going to have it, I promise you. Not today, though, because it sold out last night. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to keep it in-house now. Um, but then I use a lot of fresh vegetables. And unlike some, what I do, I bake my oxtail. My oxtail goes in sealed tight and almost um, almost like pressure cooked. Uh, due to the fact that a lot of people use a pressure cooker to make their oxtail. Um, I use some saran wrap and aluminum foil, throw it in the oven. It sits there for four and a half hours, and when it comes out, it's amazing. Sometimes I even surprise myself, because I actually... I find that hard to believe. 
<laughs> no, honestly, I um, I I just as of recently decided to add a pure um, brown cane sugar and um, a spice. So now when you eat my rom, my oxtail, it's a spicy and sweet taste to it, which is absolutely amazing. So the thing about this dish is like. You gotta know. You gotta know a guy, right? I mean, you, if you yeah, come, you yeah, gotta yeah, gotta know a guy. Yeah, yeah. So what ha- what should people do if they want to taste it? They need to call ahead or what? Yeah. So what I would recommend anyone looking to try the oxtail is that you do give a call ahead. You can even ask for me, Chef Wayne, and I will let you know when I'm doing it. And if I tell you it's going to be done by six, be here by five thirty, because by five thirty-five, I've got a line waiting for it. I have people who put me on speed dial no exaggeration <laughs> to know when this oxtail is being done okay well maybe maybe we'll tweet it out once it's happening and we'll help you build that lineup oh please please <laughs> come on come on thank you so much wayne no, thank you guys thank you so much for coming in i appreciate it This has been an action-packed show with lots of guests, Megan. <laughs> I know. It's like, it reminds me of, you know that Seinfeld episode where Kramer decides to have a late-night talk show in the apartment? <laughs> I don't remember that one, but I'll have to go look it up. It's just like the most random collection of, of guests. Yeah. Well, uh, we just want to we want to talk about one, one news story that yeah. Megan wrote this week and ended up being on page one of the Journal News because it really is um, shocking to find out as we head into summer fruit season that we're not really going to have very much of a summer fruit season. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, these um, we had this really mild winter, super warm, and which was great for a lot of us who have to drive in the snow, but not so great for the fruit trees because then we had this frost in early April. And yeah, so it got warm, and they got kind of tricked into blooming. Right. And then the and then the cold came. Yes. So things bloomed early, and then the cold came, and so the ground froze while there were blossoms on the fruit trees. So um, yeah, a lot of local farms really lost a huge portion of their fruit trees, and um, you know, in the case peaches and apples especially. Peaches and apples especially, and nectarines and apricots. A lot, you know, the stone fruits and. In the case of Harvest Moon, which is in North Salem, which used to be outhouse orchards, so people might know it by that name, um, four years ago they planted like 2,000 peach trees, and this was going to be the first year that they were going to have this really great harvest, and they lost 100% of their peach trees. Oh, it's like, that's so sad. It's completely devastating, and they also do a lot of apples in the fall, and um, they're really just kind of crossing their fingers that they're going to be able to have a good apple crop. And I, I, re- I read your story because I, I edited your story. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was uh, also shocked to find, well, not shocked, but um, it, it was interesting to learn that a lot of the farms are pulling back on their pick-your-own stuff, too, because they just won't have enough to share. Right, yeah, and even they're already making that call on some of the apples for the fall. Like, you know, Conklin is already saying... We're not gonna have. We're gonna have pick your own, but it's gonna be a short season for pick your own this year. And they never do pick your own peaches. So, and Mead Orchards is not doing pick your own peaches, right? Yeah, Mead is not doing pick your own peaches, but they will have. They have pick your own other things. Although strawberries are already done for the season. I noticed that they were okay on their cherries. You know, I grow sour cherries. I have three trees on my property, and I lost everything. I didn't get. I have not. I have not one cherry. Oh wow! Sour cherry farm without any sour cherries. I know it's it's this year it's blueberry farm. Wow, it's like an identity crisis over there. Um, yeah, I mean this is like this 
is pretty sad. I would. I. I. I one of our um, executive editor Tracy Bauer said it best. Was she was like, I would have rather had a, a cold winter if and then we could have peaches now. <laughs> I agree. So I'm heading to Tennessee um, for my vacation. Um, I have family lake house there, and I'm when I go to the farmers market on Sunday in Chattanooga, it's actually going to be a peach festival. And believe you me, I'm going to take advantage of it. You're going to binge so that you'll hopefully hold yourself over until next June. (laughs) Exactly. All right, well, I want to uh, wrap it up and say thanks, everybody, for listening to this action-packed, fun-filled show. And and to keep listening, because we love producing it, and we want to hear what you want to hear on it. So email us at food at lowhud.com or tag us on social at lowhudfood, except for the Instagram has an underscore <laughs> it's still loud food there's just an underscore it's not a big deal yeah. all right everybody thank you so much for listening i'm liz johnson and i'm megan mccaffrey with the low Hud Foodcast. we'll see you next week Bye.